irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Welcome to All Things Therapy. I'm your host, Lisa Tahir. I'm a licensed clinical social worker practicing as an intuitive psychotherapist. I would really like to connect with you as my listener. And I encourage you, I ask you to please reach out to me through either latalkradio.com. Go to my show page there, All Things Therapy. Or you can go to my website which is NOLA Therapy, the abbreviation for New Orleans Los Angeles Therapy.com. There is a link to NOLA Therapy through my LA Talk Radio show page. From there, you're able to book sessions to meet with me doing intuitive psychotherapy sessions. I'd love to know who you would like to hear me interview and if you know how I might reach them. Inquire about being yourself if there's something that you're doing that is in alignment with my show. And please subscribe. Please keep subscribing. And I thank you to all of you who have subscribed. And now I need you to rate my show on iTunes, Google Play. I'm just on iHeartRadio as well uh, as All Things Therapy. I have a YouTube channel as well. You can search for it, NOLA Therapy. And every time you subscribe and rate and just do these things, it really helps me out be more visible in the world with this show and reaching more people with a positive message of health and well-being. I encourage you to become my patron through the crowdfunding campaign I have with patreon.com forward slash all things therapy. And there are platforms supporting other podcasters, artists, um, authors to get our work out here and get paid for it so we can keep doing what we love without so much stress. So thank you for considering that. Okay, shifting to my guest today. I'm with a very dynamic guest. Her name is Yvonne Larson. She is owner of the website OptimalLifePlayground.com. If you're near a computer to pull it up, she's known for several things. First, she's known as the neck work expert as a master massage therapist. She's also known as the Vitality Vixen, as an inspirational singer, speaker, coach, and healer. She's had over 20 years of experience and certifications in neuro-linguistic programming, NLP, in life and executive coaching, and emotional release, and in Reiki healing. Today, we're going to talk about some of the really unique work that she's doing with people called, she calls solopreneurs, those individuals who live from inspiration and are looking to develop and have joy through their work instead of isolation and exhaustion. And she wants to partner with you and mentor you to help you be happier in your career. Welcome, Yvonne. Oh, my goodness, Lisa. Thank you so much. I, I First, I want to start by thanking you. Um, and sometimes I get emotional. I try not to. It's okay. I acknowledge people want to start to get teary. <laughs> I want to start by thanking you not only for having me on your show, but for actually having this show. And, and here's why. Because 
one of the things that I've noticed through subscribing to your podcast and listening to your inspirational show is exactly how insightful and inquisitive you are about others, how quickly you grasp the real meaning of the conversations that you have with people, how you uplift not just your listeners, but your guests through your genuine interest and curiosity. And most of all, how comfortable you make your guests feel like I just like, I just, it's so much fun listening to your podcast. So I really have benefited from it a lot. Thank you, Yvonne. I didn't expect that. And that's so gratifying and beautiful to hear because I want my guests and listeners to feel like we're all sitting together in my living room having a conversation about whatever the topic is and that everyone feels included and comfortable. Awesome. Well, you're doing a great job. Thank you. You know, you have yeah. you have great testimonials also about your work. Where do you want to start us with on this journey today? Hmm. And in all the things that you offer. Okay. I know. Um, gosh. So I think I think what I, I think of where I want to start is actually circling back just a little bit to what I was just saying about you. So for the conversations that you and I've had about what I do and like really trying to present what it is that I do to people, it's sometimes challenging when you have gone through so much in your life and you have gained so many insights and skill sets and all of that to, to figure out how to like put that into a box. <laughs> to deliver right. it to people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I agree. And so, you know, like I I just mentioned several qualities that I admire about you. And the reason why I admire these qualities is because I value the same thing. And for me, it's so clear that you're obviously seen as a woman who lives a life of congruence, which is, you know, something that I deeply admire. And, you know, you've heard it said that like if you've spot it, you've got it, right? So for congruence, mm -hmm. for me, is like the foundation for all of the different healing therapies that I work with my clients, you know, using. So I think that that's probably where the best place to start is, is just like what exactly that means <laughs> to like yes. bring congruence to your life. Um, we were, we've also discussed a little bit about my upcoming podcast, the Play to Win podcast, and how if you're not congruent that you're not going to have both a life of achievement and fulfillment that you're going to, without that balance, you're going to really have an issue with that. So I think the introduction that you gave for me was so amazing. <laughs> so amazing. Thank you. Um, and it's like really the thing that I'm doing, no matter what healing modality that I'm using, it's helping business owners, solopreneurs, balance their business and their body. And I like deliver okay. breakthrough sessions, both live and virtual to allow for that. So depending on if someone is local or not local, I can achieve the same types of results, helping them get congruent so that they can have more play, fun, freedom and fulfillment in their life. So, and you're located in um, Los Angeles so that listeners can know. I am. I am. I am indeed. So, um, let's see. 
You know, you talk about the role of looking at identifying and knowing what our core values are in our work. And I think that's important because a lot of time, I think people, we get confused, including myself, like, what is a core value? Does it mean I like money, making money? Does it mean I like nice things? But to me, I appreciate values as more uh, of like, um, say, generosity and kindness Uh and, uh, Uh you know, giving back and honesty. So can you help us even first define what are some core values and what role do they play in our in our business and in our congruence? Yes. I mean, so my number one value is play. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, my number one core value is play. Um, others that I have are compassion and passion. And I feel that you and I actually share those same values um, just based yes. on the, the things that I've heard you talk with people about. But first, I, ha- I feel like when you're clear about what that is, what your core values are, then everywhere you go, you get to live that. And unfortunately, most of us are living kind of on autopilot. So it's like it's hard to even Mm -hmm. know what they are. And so when you haven't taken the time to look at how you got where you are, Mm -hmm. (laughs) then it's very hard to like, live in congruence with what your core values are. So for instance, like I'm going to touch on both compassion and passion for myself. I have a deep compassion for every single person that I interact with, not just like my family and my friends and my clients, but I'm talking, you know, the cashier at the grocery store, customer service rep, people I pass on the street and, sometimes even just random people on Facebook, (laughs) like everyone, right? I want every single person that I have the ability to touch, to feel seen, heard, and gotten in a way that inspires them to believe that they matter, to live their purpose, and to boldly live that passion without any apology. So that's an example of like knowing that my core value is compassion that I'm living from that everywhere that I go. The secondly with passion, um, I have a passion for a lot of things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have an insatiable passion for learning and growing and developing so that I can impact others. Like I just shared, like in those ways, everyone that I am interacting with, I want them to live a life of joy and play and vitality of acceptance and connection and unconditional love and, you know, most of all, fulfillment and achievement. So when you're clear, like, every single one of those things that I have named, like, those are values of mine. And it's, like, it's pretty easy if you stop to take the time to notice what your core values are if you look to see where your time and your money and your energy are spent. I like the way you said that. And, and as you were talking about your two core values, the, I want to start with the compassion 
piece first, because mm-hmm. as you were talking, I could almost imagine a listener and, and a, an older, a different part of me thinking, man, that sounds like a lot of work to practice compassion yeah. with the, the cashiers and with the various people, the strangers we come across throughout our day. And then as I was mm-hmm. struggling with that question, I thought, but when you were, when you do this, you're coming from a natural place that you're doing this because mm-hmm. it's resonating. So it's not effort at all. It's effortless because you're coming from a natural place of desire throughout your day in the flow of that energy. So just to speak to that listener that might be thinking that sounds like a lot like a lot of work that might not be say your core value for you. It might be something else that flows from you with more ease. Exactly. Say about that to our listeners. Well, I have like, it's, it's so funny that you say that because a gift that we don't have all the same core values because like Mm. nobody would, there'd be so many jobs that nobody wants to do. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. Yes. And I, you know, I do have a client when he, you know, he comes in and he wants to have conversations about all of, you know, for others, it does sound like it's a lot of work for me. I'm compelled to do these things and right. they occur as effortless. Like, and they make you happy. On You're happy. They make me so happy. Exactly. Um, but I believe that, you know, the core values that we end up with, not that we necessarily, I think the work that I do with people with emotional body work and emotional release work and NLP and hypnotherapy and coaching and all of this kind of thing it's actually to allow people to look at the core values that they have been on autopilot with that they want to keep versus the ones that they didn't even know that they had that they might want to release. And I'm discovering, you know, as you mentioned, 20 years of being a massage therapist and like 17 coaching. Wow. Ah, uh, my gosh. I mean, I've somewhere, somewhere between 20 to 30,000 hours that I've worked yeah. one-on-one with clients over wow. the last decade. Exactly. So I feel like all of those, those core values come from our childhood. And in working with all those people, I, I've come to think that my childhood, my, my personal childhood is less and less unique. <laughs> but I do feel that like the contrast and variety of the situations that I did experience very much shaped my, my values, my core values, the compassion that I have for others and the passion that I have for others. And I'm curious if, you know, the work that you do, if you've noticed for yourself and your clients, if you've noticed the same thing, like so many times what I, sure. what I believe is that we actually pursue the work that heals our childhood wounds. You know, the, all of the stuff I'm talking about, this unconsciously perspectives that we have about the world and all these limiting beliefs or beliefs, right. you know, empowering beliefs, limiting beliefs. Like, have you noticed that too? Is that Well, like- yeah. yeah. What I've noticed and, and the other, the second piece of what I wanted to say, when we started to speak together and we, 
core values came up. When you said play as a core value, I wrote it down and, and yeah. like highlighted it because I've never thought of play as a core value. And it's because that's an area that I was underdeveloped in as a core value. And and talking about these belief systems and limiting beliefs, it, it growing up for me in a family where play was not validated and it wasn't encouraged. Mm. The message was you can mm. play when you retire. And this is telling me as a 10 year old. So I remember there wasn't a lot of hope that my life was going to be fun or at least right then. And even as I got out into my adulthood and did all these things, uh, I had, I have to remind myself to play. And so it was like almost like a light bulb, it, like a light bulb in my head to, <laughs> think of play as a core value because for me that's been an underdeveloped aspect of my core value system with other ones I've I've believed to be more important but we have to have balance and so I'm sure there's another listener out there that might be thinking having the same experience I am and I've been working on this last year how do I have play and still keep everything going that I've created that I really like and to find that balance between my personal self and professional life. And I wasn't always congruent. Like congruence for me, I believe is an evolving thing. Like I didn't know I was out Mm -hmm. of congruence. I knew I wanted to help people, but in being a social worker, I would help people and then not really do much for myself. And I would be really depleted for a long time. And I've learned that I have to give to myself like really well, really consistently. And so that's the journey I've been on practicing 20 years and in the last couple of years really changing things to make sure I'm I'm capable to sustain doing what I've chosen to do well I you know I'm so happy that you like plucked that out you know like I have both struggled immensely in life with others um because of core play being my core value Mm. and at the same time I've also allowed so many people to find their purpose and their passion and, you know, circling back to the whole inspiration versus motivation. Like if you aren't connected to that play inside of you, then you, I, it's my belief that you can't live in inspiration. You are constantly having to seek outside motivation. And Mm. it's also my belief that play is a very, very misunderstood concept in my reality play you know when you're children that's all you do you play and there's like no significance to it it's full-on full-out imagination risk-taking full self-expression and it's what is the foundation for discovering how life works, how life doesn't work. It's like the whole learning process. And whatever reason, I don't know where it gets implanted in us that to become an adult that we dismiss play. Like play is no longer useful. That couldn't be in it couldn't be further from the truth. <laughs> it yeah. Be further from the truth. It's like it I believe it's like the thing that allows everyone to live a life that they love. And, and that's congruent. Yeah. You know, I, I think there is for most of us that are adults, a time that we could remember if we tried to where that shifted, where it's like, okay, it's, you know, you've been a kid, playtime's over. 
and it's time to get serious. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do when you grow up? How are your grades? Mm -hmm. Um, No, you can't go do that for fun. You need to study. And and so I think Mm -hmm. I remember a time where it's kind of like, okay, like playtime's done. And and now it's like, Mm -hmm. whoa, like the rug pulled out from under me. And and I don't Mm -hmm. think that that is the best way to educate our children or to live our lives Mm -hmm. because it cuts us off from that inner creativity that we all Mm -hmm. need. I think to really be our best selves and most fulfilled selves. Yeah. And I think that it's also the tool that allows us to look at what our perspectives are about life and to challenge if they are accurate or not, you know, back to passion and compassion. It's like if, and I've noticed how, how you interview people, the more that you can understand someone else's point of view and someone else's perspective, the more you're able to have compassion for them, the more that you can be connected and accept them, not necessarily like their beliefs don't have to separate you. They can actually be something that adds value to each other by actually understanding where they come from. And so it's critical. It's absolutely critical. Yeah, yeah, that that empathy, empathy development. So how do you work with your clients? What is your favorite? Like, how do you integrate the the network, the massage with working with solopreneurs? Can you paint us a picture of what life is looking like for you right now? And where you're headed? Okay, so I, yeah, yeah. So I, I believe that the only way that, and I think you'll agree with me that the only way that you can hold multiple perspectives for your clients in a safe and non-judgmental space is to actually go there first, (laughs) right? So you you actually have to like experience that healing yourself. So, you know, I don't, uh, moniker is like a new word for me, but like, it's just all the different aliases that you've had. And so I have been like this crazy long list of like monikers in my life that signify like different healing processes, you know, periods of time that I've gone through. Um, you know, this is, I, I, I find this really fun. I jaded Pollyanna, you know, as a baby, uh, Vonnie, Vonnie, boom, boom, girl, the miracle muse, the manifestation queen, queen electric, lightning leopard, the network expert, the pippy long stocking of entrepreneurs. And, you know, most recently the vitality vixen. And, you know, for me, it's like each time that like I get like, you know, a new way of interacting with myself, it's because I have like looked at a set of challenges that I was like totally paralyzed by or stopped by and like went out and searched for the right tools and skill sets to allow me to better understand what was in the space or to see what I couldn't see and then to like overcome it. And so I now have not just a head knowledge of what it looks like to go through these different things myself, Mm -hmm. you know, I have experienced it. So each and every time that I'm like working with a client, you know, through NLP or hypnotherapy or coaching, I can hear, I can hear things that, that are not being said because mm-hmm. the empathy and, you know, the highly sensitive person that I am, like I yes. have this 
acutely trained listening, you know, heart listening, mind listening, and not just the sounds, not, not just the words, but like the beingness of the person that I'm talking with so that I can really match their world. And there's so many times that people want to help others, but they're trying to fix the other person rather than once again, letting that person be seen, heard and gotten. You can't, you can't gain that trust and allow, you know, to hold their hand and cross the bridge to the other side if they don't trust you. And if they don't feel seen, heard, and gotten, then they're never going to get that, give you that trust. And right. they are never going to have their feelings because you weren't able to go there with them. So the work that I do with people is just like getting into their world and helping them, you know, feel like where they're at is valid. And mm-hmm. even though what they have put together up until this point, you know, it, it obviously served a purpose or they wouldn't have begun the behavior and the mindset or the limiting or the belief that, you know, has come to be limiting for them. Like at one point it actually did work for them, but maybe now who they are is a different person and it doesn't. So the work that I do is everything. Like I bring out any tool in my toolbox (laughs) to help them like get to the other side of that. And I think it helps that you have such a diverse background to bring a big toolbox and an array of practices. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I'd like to take a moment. Go ahead. ahead, And then I'll say, Mm -hmm. no, you first. No, you know what? I, no, I I am good to go. We can, we can start it again later. (laughs) Sure. I was going to take a moment to just thank my sponsor and I'll be right back to you, Yvonne. So hang tight. For the listeners of All Things Therapy, Audible is offering you a free audiobook download of your choice as my listener and a month-long subscription. They have over 180,000 titles to choose from across all genres of books. And this has been one of my new ways of self-care is listening to an audiobook. I had no idea how much I would like it until trying it when you're driving, when I'm doing the dishes, laundry, etc. So if you want to take advantage of their offer for you, please check it out at audibletrial.com forward slash all things therapy. And that's all one word. Yvonne, so when you were just speaking about this point, it, it brought up in my mind that at times in my life and clients I've worked with, something that was positive, that was like a building block to get somewhere emotionally, spiritually, physically, in business, what, whatever area of life that is, at some point mm-hmm. can, can kind of turn and become a limiting, like a limiting belief to taking that next step. Mm-hmm. And it's been surprising for me to see, like you were saying, that people change. We're constantly evolving. And especially those of us in the mind, body, spirit community that really value evolving and changing, it, it often can be kind of like bewildering to realize that something that was a go-to, suddenly it doesn't work and being in that transition area of now what? So I'm curious as to how you help your clients navigate that spot. Hmm. Take a moment to be with that for a second. Yeah, please. Yeah. So It's interesting. So, you know, I, having, having been a massage therapist for 20 years, I have 
gotten my foot into some incredible doors, you know, and, you know, very recently, um, this woman who travels all over the world helped actually creating millionaires. <laughs> she, wow. um, you know, I stood up to share and identified and hear my name and, you know, I'm a massage therapist and she says, stop. And I was like, Whoa, what, 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 did, I, what did I say wrong? <laughs> She's like, don't, you know, lie to these people. And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, you're a healer. Mm. And you know, what I think happens when I work with people is, I, I don't come at it like a typical massage therapist. I like, I'm looking yeah. at the person as a person, not a body. <laughs> and right. I've been told that I ask way more questions than anyone has ever asked them, you know, who is a massage therapist, because I'm not just working with their body. I'm like mm-hmm. working on the emotional level, I'm working energetically, I'm working, you know, the mental, the spiritual, like I'm, I'm listening on so many different levels to who they are, what they're struggling with and what their problem is, and not what I think is the solution, but what resources that, you know, I believe that we all have everything that we need we just have some sort of block to actually accessing those things. And so what my job in the healing process is, is to listen for what that resource is for them and then use whatever tool it is in my massive toolbox to right. help them gain access to those resources, to help them identify what they are, have access to them, gain the confidence to put them into action and, you know, be powerful in their life. And I think in doing that, you're helping them develop their own confidence and their own trust in themselves to, to have, to answer their own questions. So that's what I see happening as well in the work that you do. Yeah. And, you know, that's one thing that has really, you know, I have, you know, not just, been a massage therapist for this amount of time. I've actually taught massage at three different facilities and I have an online academy to help other massage therapists, body workers to launch, grow, and build their practices. And one of the things that has been so like heartbreaking for me mm-hmm. are those who are, you know, calling themselves body workers, healers, massage therapists who don't have the confidence in their work enough to allow the people that they're working with to be empowered through their work. And instead, how they interact with their clients is almost like validating themselves by like keeping what it is that they do mysterious or mystical Uh, or complicated. And everything that I do Every single session that I'm working with a person, I am looking for how can I explain this so that it is so crystal clear to the person I'm working with what it is we're doing, how we're doing it, how when they leave this office, they can do it themselves. Like I want to empower. I don't want them to be reliant on me. I want them to be self-reliant. Yeah. Yes. I like that a lot because that helps people 
just, you know, at whatever moment of their day, week, month, to be able to develop their own skill set within mm-hmm. and and make decisions, make better and better, healthier and healthier decisions that then start to shape and change what their life is looking like on the outside. Exactly. Yes. And I think it takes, and, you know, and with, I, I, mm-hmm. go on. No, it takes what? No, you first. And then I, I can come back to this thought. Okay. <laughs> I was going to take us in a totally different direction. I feel, um, I was going to say with each new situation, like you need to access a whole new level of like skills. And, you know, like you're saying, everything is in constant change and you don't know what tools you're going to need next because you haven't even been put into that situation. Right. And so I, I would love to share you know, I, I said something about like one of my monikers had been jaded Pollyanna. And I believe yeah. that like this was my first nine years of life. And it, it, it's somewhat comical, but, you know, just a quick 30 second, you know, overview is I almost didn't make it here. <laughs> I, I yeah. was supposed to be here. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was unbound by the constraints of a condom and, and I sprung into existence um, defiantly. My mother Every, you know, resisted everyone's advice. You know, they wanted her to abort me and, and she didn't. And, and so then wow. from that point, I went from being an only child to the youngest child to the middle child to the oldest child. And, and if you hear like, th- that doesn't make sense. Right. So you can imagine I went through a lot of different situations, right? You did. Yeah. And yeah, so I was I was passed around and moved around in all sorts of different living environments, and you know, with every new situation, I had a new role, and and that actually gave me a really amazing superpower to see things from different multiple you know multiple perspectives at a really young age, and I think it gave me a lot of flexibility and resilience and resourcefulness, and at the same time, you know, looking at like the tools that you need at some point that you don't need at others and how sometimes a tool can be something that holds you like something that's good can then turn to something bad. You know, some of the things that that created in a negative way are like putting me into this over, you know, all of the overs, over analysis, over analysis, um, overwhelm, overcompensation, oversensitive, you know, which leads me to being overcautious and overprotective. But, you know, all of that, led me, you know, to doing the right work, which was becoming a healer. Yes. And, you know, so each of those tools continued to like direct me like, oh, wow, this no longer works. Now what? Oh, wow. This no longer, oh, wow. Now this is helpful. So helping people see all sides of themselves, you know, like I said, the jaded Pollyanna is kind of like this ability to have a dual perspective at any given moment to see both the good and the bad in any tool or any quality um, to see, you know, maybe you don't, as they say, throw the baby out with the bathwater. You like, okay, like this doesn't serve you the same way that it used to, but it can serve you in this way. How can you turn it into like, how can you up level it or transform it to into a new version? How can you upgrade that quality so that it becomes useful? 
Yes. What you're saying is reminding me of a, a book I'm reading right now called Changeability by Sharon Wheel, W-E-I-L. And it's a really good book about what you're describing exactly about our ability to navigate change. The better we are at navigating change and just shifting in a, within a moment's notice through our resiliency mm-hmm. and just rising to the occasion, just that determines it helps us to be happier if we develop those skills uh, to to yeah. be able to cope with change. And I hear that because of your upbringing, without even knowing yeah. you're developing resilience yeah. and ability to change, <laughs> just great, I think, abilities to empathize even with others and mm-hmm. and such mm-hmm. that your, your upbringing really taught you to embody the things that you're now teaching. Yes, absolutely. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. So um, one of the other things that I've created in my uh, work is the Empowered Embodiment VIP Day. So this is like, you know, allowing people to like embody these these qualities. And, and once they get, once they distinguish and divine and oh, wait, I'm getting tongue tied, like you were saying, linguistic yeah. earlier. I can't say this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people distinguish, define, and design what their life, what they want their optimal life to look like. Like once you know what that is, they're, you know, this empowered embodiment uh, VIP experience allows people to actually see where these limitations and blocks are to actually embodying it and, and, and leave embodying it. <laughs> Yeah. I, I'm like, I've, I've always considered myself to be more of a sprinter than a marathoner. So I kind of do everything fast. <laughs> Gosh, and I'm the opposite, I Yvonne. I'm such fun. a, yeah, I'm such the, the long haul marathoner type mentality in person <laughs> that I've been trying to condition myself to be more sprint like yeah. it, it hasn't yeah. come uh-huh. easy, but it takes all yeah. types. Like you said earlier, you know, if everybody liked the same thing there, it, we would make a good team. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. Would make a great team. Beautiful. Yes. Yeah. So, so I mean, I think it's an acquired, it's an acquired taste. Like not everyone is ready to move forward quickly. You know, some people prefer a slower process, you know, so typically the people who want um, change yesterday are the clients that find their way to me. Typically yeah. they're, they're the ones that are really open and vulnerable and they're just so ripe for change. And, you know, they've, they've been a lot of places. What's really interesting actually is um, in my early years as a massage therapist, like I came to be known as the therapist therapist. And, you know, in the long list of things that um, I shared helped me arrive at doing the work that I do, I, you know, I wanted <laughs> I, in high school, I wanted to be yeah. a performer, a judge, a psychotherapist, a physical therapist, a journalist, a teacher, you know, but it was like all of that. I just wanted to have a, a positive impact in the world. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting. It seems like the people who I've attracted to me are these people. So I am the therapist to the change makers, to the impact, you know, the, Im- the influencers of the world. So I find a lot of psychotherapists that are coming to me for themselves so that yeah. they can get back into alignment, like release, you know, things that they don't even know they've picked up from their clients. Um, you know, that you just 
because I find you probably agree, most psychotherapists are very empathetic and loving and compassionate people. Yes. And so there's a tendency, you know, when you sometimes you just have an off day and you don't do the rituals that you need to do to like keep your person, your person and that person, that person and be supportive and empathetic without like taking on their stuff and having it impact them and right. yourself. So I find that, you know, a lot of psychotherapists will come to me to like get reset and they also send clients to me to be worked on, on the emotional mm -hmm. side of things, because there's so much that their clients, their patients rather, won't share. Like they don't even know to share it. So right. I work on a person and I come to a particular area and I'm like, oh my gosh, like your right arm, you know, and then my intuition sets in. I'm like, did you lose your father recently? And they'll wow. like burst into tears. And like, yes. they don't even know that that was in their space. Like they're, they're having all these weird things happen in their life as a result of not dealing with the passing or the transitioning of their father. And, and so they come to me, you know, they couldn't get to that in a session, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a talk talking session. session. Yeah, exactly. But they come in here and boom, I like, I, you know, intuition, whatever, like just from my skill set. Oh, did this happen? And then all of a sudden there's a flood of tears, a flood of like expressing, a release, you know, be it a huge verbalizing or crying or sounds or, you know, visualization. Like my sessions are very different. <laughs> I think that's beautiful that you can, that you can know your inner knowing directs yeah. you to, to yeah. just help people with things that they're not even aware of to say out loud sometimes, like in that case. And it's scary. And sometimes it's scary because, you know, like I, I will get something really strange and I'm like, I, you know, and I, I usually will preface it. Like, I don't really know why I'm thinking of this, but, and then I start to say whatever it is. And I'm thinking I'm out of my mind, mm -hmm. you know, with the thought I've just had. And they're like, Oh my God, that makes complete sense to me. And so it's like, it's not just vulnerability on the part of the person I'm working with. It's vulnerable. It's me being vulnerable. So yes. like maybe possibly be wrong, you know, and, and, you know, look stupid. And, you know, typically it doesn't end up being the case, but I, I have to deal with my own, you know, your own confidence. Fear of being vulnerable. Yes, exactly. And that, but that's what was coming do, up. It's incredible. Yeah. That's what was coming up for me uh, a few minutes ago when you were in that seminar and, and spoke of yourself as a massage therapist and the woman called you out like you're additionally you're a healer. And I think when we practice in one way is say one thing where we have a lot of mastery, we have a lot of confidence, mm -hmm. and then we start to notice we have enhanced abilities in another area. It mm -hmm. can be hard to trust, to speak out loud, to say, well, yeah. I'm this. Yeah. And I think it takes practice yeah. and it takes um, yeah. testing out those boundaries in public and in public. I mean, with your client, with friends in a gathering. I, I experienced that when I went to moved out to Los Angeles four years ago and found myself in a community of healers of all types, psychics and intuitives mm -hmm. and a, a, a 
kind of genre of people that I haven't socialized with in New Orleans. And I'm very confident with my psychotherapist skills. And yet I didn't know that for 20 years I was practicing as an intuitive with the information that would come <laughs> through me. I didn't know there was a word for that. So I go to Los Angeles and I learn I'm I'm an intuitive and a psychic and have these other abilities. But it was really scary for me to even put on my promotional materials that I'm an intuitive psychotherapist and even being at parties with psychics and astrologers. And for me to, I remember feeling so timid to say I'm an intuitive when I had been one for 20 years, but I just wasn't used to using that word. So I think for the <laughs> listeners out there that are getting in touch and defining more of who you are and what you do and putting the terminology to your abilities to just, you know, encourage yourself from the inside out to speak it, to claim it, to own those mm. parts of yourself and put it out there in the world. Yeah. It takes time. And now I feel comfortable saying and owning that part yeah. of my identity. I don't need anyone to yeah. say, yes, you are. Or, no, you're not. Because I know who, what mm. I am and who I yeah. am. But it took a while. It took a couple years to, to kind of feel on firm ground in my own transition. Mm -hmm. the, the transition I'm making right now. Yeah. <laughs> For the last year and a half to two years is actually um, speaking that I am a speaker. Yeah, <laughs> so, and a singer. You know, yeah, well, I've been a singer since I was nine. And, you know, that's okay. where, like, that performer thing came in, into play. But, you know, once again, that, that group of things that I wanted to be in high school, like, it's, it's encapsulated in, you know, my private practice of emotional body work you know, where I'm doing my massage and utilizing my five master certifications and in, you know, being a mentor both to entrepreneurs and to massage therapists launching their practice. But the newest thing, right, this being a podcaster and being a speaker and, and primarily creating keynote concerts, which is a really amazing thing, that's like allowing me not just to be a singer, but to actually, you know, when you're singing, you're, you're performing. You are, yeah. you know, especially if you're doing someone else's work. So it's, it's not as open and, and vulnerable and all of that, but this being a speaker, you know, putting myself out there as a mentor to many and a teacher to many, um, you know, that's been the thing that's like, okay, there's, there's a, that's, that's what I've been trying to grow into for the last year and a half to two years. And yeah, I'm, my little Bambi legs are getting stronger. Good. <laughs> and, you know, being, being a guest on, on, you know, podcasts here and there and, and, you know, is helping a lot. And, you know, I have given a few talks and I'm getting more requests to do that. Um, but I'm, I'm gaining that confidence and competence. And, you know, that's a very well, exciting I'm excited. thing to be pushing myself forward. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited for you to launch your Play to Win podcast. It's going to be great. Yes. Yes, 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 absolutely. How can you let can you let our listeners know how they can reach you if they want to learn more and schedule sessions with you? I, I don't want that to go missed. Right. So probably the um, the website that is getting the most um, interaction um, because of my private practice is the networkexpert.com. So that's um, N E C K the neck N E C K work expert. Dot com, And if they go there, they can book a session with me for a balancing your business and uh, your body breakthrough session. And there's two different ways that we can deliver that. It can be live, which would include my famous brain activator massage, which I invented. Or cool. if it's virtual, you know, it's going to be more of a breakthrough NLP coaching session. And you'll actually have a 
hypnotherapy MT3 to walk away from. Um, that, that's that great. So, yeah, exactly. So that's, you know, that's a 90 minute offering. Um, and I'm absolutely committed to once again, just getting into other people's world and making a difference so that they make a difference in the world. And I even think it's clever, the neck work expert. You have great testimonials of people that have worked with you and just love what you do for them and help them do through themselves. So I encourage listeners to go to this website, theneckworkexpert.com. You have a Facebook page mm-hmm. on Twitter, your voice of vitality. Yes. And I look forward yes. to you starting your podcast so we can talk about that. And a quick question. Will you have in the show notes for this episode um, a link to both my email, my phone number, and the website? Or is There will be a link to you? your website. Would you like me cool. to use the network, expert.com? Yes, that'll be part of the show I on LA Talk Radio, iTunes, Google yeah. Play, iHeartRadio, all of it. Yes. Good. And Yvonne, so then I just I've, want to know because the email yeah. address is yeah, the network expert at dot com the the network expert at gmail.com as well as just the the, the website so that's why i was asking <laughs> i want people to reach me yeah. <laughs> you have a final yes. piece to leave us with before we end today hmm. well i i just love this saying by dolly parton that says don't get so busy making a living that you forget to make a life so i really want everyone to play to win <laughs> Oh, I'm glad I asked you that. That's good. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for being my guest today, Yvonne. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you and this podcast. You are very welcome. Have a good rest of your day. You too. Bye. Thank you. Bye. That was my guest, Yvonne Larson of both OptimalLifePlayground.com and TheNeckWorkExpert.com. I hope everybody has a really good week. I encourage you to tune in again next week. And if you haven't checked it out, please uh, consider being my patron through Patreon.com forward slash All Things Therapy. I would love your support. Thank you and bye-bye. Listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tan.